hold me as a microphone and speak to all of us. Holy Father, we are so privileged and honored by you for you to call us your children, your citizens of your kingdom. Thank you for another night. You are about to address us. We are respectfully inviting you to take your seat. Almighty God. We are humbly inviting King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Jesus the Christ. Master take your seat. Right here on the stage. Sweet Holy Spirit. Brood upon us. As Christ was a pillar of fire in the night upon the Israelites on their way from Egypt to Canaan, so be upon us tonight. Cause that no power of the devil will be able to operate until we are done this ten days. Father, let the ten thousand angels we have requested. Some of them sit on the seats so that when your children sit, they will sit on their laps. Anoint my lips. Anoint my tongue. Anoint the entire body. Great preachers, King Jesus, hold me as a microphone. And speak and convict heart. Cause men to give themselves to you. And leave the kingdom of the dark world. Bless the machines we are using. Let the angels take charge of everything. At the end of the day, we'll give you glory and honor. Thank you, Father, for coming. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For taking charge, for we have prayed in Christ's name with thanksgiving. Amen. God is good, and all the time, again, the Lord has brought us together to hear Him speak to us tonight. Wherever you are, you are warmly welcome. Those of you the satellite site may the lord god bless you for coming tonight those who are present here may the peace of god that passes all understanding be with you good evening europe good morning it is saturday in australia already it is night asia we greet you south america Greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus. I want to mention Jamaica to be specific. 
Because Jamaicans are also taking this campaign so serious. Africa, Nigeria, Togo, South Africa, Zambia is watching. May God's peace be with you and upon you. Those watching on Facebook and YouTube, may God bless you for the data you are spending to listen to his word. Those watching on Hope Television, God's blessings be with you. We are live on two radio stations in the United Kingdom. God bless you for accepting to broadcast and not charging us a penny. This is what God expects from his citizens, that we sponsor his kingdom business. Those who have gathered in churches, angels are there with you tonight again to be with you and to bless you and to make you understand. Those who own all kinds of stations, may God bless you for rebroadcasting. Your labor will not be in vain. Today is day three of our series. Kings and kingdoms, I respectfully invite you to take your Bibles, take your notepads and your pens, and begin to make notes wherever you are of what God is about to share with us. Our test book throughout the 10 days is nothing but the Bible. God willing on Sunday, I will give you 11 books that you can find in libraries to research. That will be an extra source of our textbook that we are using. But tonight, it is nothing but the Holy Bible that we are using. Wherever you are, again, before we commence, please pray in your heart. Because the next four messages, starting tonight, Lucifer, who is now the devil, doesn't like them. So pray that the Lord will speak to you, the Lord will speak to everyone. Let us pray. Take now, Lord, this feeble lips of clay and make it a microphone in your hands. Teach, educate, impart grace. Witness to millions of people in the world. And those who are willing to be saved in all the continents. Master Jesus, please seal them for your coming. I ask in your name with thanksgiving. Amen. Our subject tonight is the laws of the kingdom. The laws of the kingdom. Because of what sin has done against the human DNA, if human life is not regulated, what we are capable of doing because of sin will even shock the devil himself. And that is why Every association 
every organization and every country in the world do have laws, rules, and regulations that are in place. The purpose is to regulate the life and the conduct of the association members, members of the organization, and citizens of the country. Ghana National Association of Teachers, which I used to be a member, we have code of conduct. Ghana Bar Association, do have code of conduct. Ghana as a country, we have a constitution which determines what can be done and what cannot be done and their repercussions. So in every country, there are laws. In every organization, in order for the people to act and behave well, there are laws, code of conduct, rules and regulations. In a democracy, the laws are made by the people for themselves. We have studied two days ago that in a kingdom, the words of the king becomes automatically the law. But in a democracy, it is the people that determine the law for themselves. So this constitution of Ghana was, was written by people of Ghana and passed by the parliament of Ghana. The preamble of Ghana's constitution, those of you watching on various social media platforms and television, you can see, and I'm going to read it verbatim, the preamble to Ghana's constitution says it is not his excellency the late president jerry john rawlings who wrote it it is rather the people that chose representatives to sit and to write and they adapted it as a code of conduct for this country if you go against it there are repercussions there are punishment that you will suffer. Pastor, what is the preamble to the Ghana's 1992 constitution? Quote, in the name of the almighty God, we, the people of Ghana, not one person, no, we, the people of Ghana, in exercise of our natural and inalienable right, to establish a framework of government which are secure for ourselves and posterity, the blessings of liberty, equality of opportunity, and prosperity in a spirit of friendship and peace with all the peoples of the world and in solemn declaration and affirmation of our commitment to freedom, justice, probity, and accountability. The principles that all powers of government spring from the sovereign will 
of the people. The principle of universal adult suffrage, the rule of law, the protection and preservation of fundamental human rights and freedoms, unity and stability for our nation do hereby, we the people, adopt, enact, and give to ourselves this constitution. So it was not one person deciding for Ghana. Unlike kingdom, in a democracy, the people chooses representative and allow them to write a constitution for them. So the constitution becomes the covenant by the people and for the people. It can only be changed when the people want it to be changed. No individual can stand up and say, I want to change Ghana's constitution. It doesn't work. Before it can change, parliament has to sit, give that authorization. The electoral commission will have to run a referendum that this portion of the constitution, we want to do away with it. Ghanaians will have to kill vote to accept or reject that is what happens in a democracy but in a kingdom we have established that the laws of the land of the kingdom the values of the kingdom the morals of the kingdom the culture of that kingdom it doesn't come from the people it comes from nana it comes from the ohine it comes from the king when he speaks that's it yesterday i mentioned those of you who were here that during ga homo when ga manche speaks and says there should be no drumming and noise making in ga state no matter how powerful a church is no matter how spiritual that church think it is try it and disobey and we shall see who owns the land in a kingdom when the king speaks it is final he alone can change his word last night last night we said the world heaven earth under the earth the seas everything belongs to a king belongs to the lord Every human being on earth, the forest reserve, all the mineral wealth, everything on earth belongs to the supreme being. His name is almighty. His name is king of kings and lord of laws. He alone in the world, that when his name is mentioned, demons flee, sicknesses end, Spells are broken. Curses come to an end. He is powerful. And he has laws. And he has codified those laws. Through his servants. In a book called. The Holy Bible. I call it. The constitution of the kingdom of God. In that Holy Bible. As some of you have been given. This Holy Bible. There are four body of laws 
there are four different kinds of laws that are in it. And briefly, God is going to share with us. Some of them, he has done away with them. But there are others that are still valid. Pastor, what are these four laws that you said are in God's holy book? The holy Bible. Law number one. We call it the health laws. Law number one. We call it the health laws. You can find them in the book of Leviticus chapter number 11. Deuteronomy chapter number 14. It is for our longevity. Our king wants us to live long. Our kings want us to be healthy. And that is why he gave this law called health laws to his citizens. So that you and I can live long. You and I can do much for him. This has not changed. Jesus did not die to change our physiological makeup. To do away with what we are supposed to eat. What we are supposed to drink. What we are supposed to do to be healthy. He has not changed it. So it is important that in the Holy Constitution book of the kingdom of heaven. The health laws are observed. One of them says when you go to the cemetery. And you come back. Wash your hands. It is for your own good. God wants us to live long. There are some animals you are not supposed to eat. Because according to the king. He created them as scavengers. Their job is to take the death around us. And swallow them. So you are not supposed to eat them. This body of law. I repeat. Has not changed. Because Jesus did not die. To change our physiological makeup. So that. We will forever live long. Take care of your health. It is in this book. The kind of food you are supposed to eat. More vegetables. More fruits. Less meat. It is in the holy constitution of heaven. Pastor. What is the next body of law you want to talk about? It is called the civil law. God himself chose the Israelites. He was, if you please, their president, their king. Because he wanted to use the Israelites to spread the knowledge about him to the entire world. So that form of government was called theocracy or theocratic government. God gave them laws to their kings when they requested for kings and to their leaders. These are body of laws. To administer justice. To maintain civility and orderliness. They were directly for daily living of the Israelites. Examples are the following. That before you can accuse someone. There should be two or more witnesses. Before that person can be accused. Nobody can just come and say. I saw him. I saw her do something. And therefore he qualified to die. God told his people, two, three witnesses, by that you should be able to establish whether the person is guilty or not. Penalties associated with it. Again, these laws covers such as marriage, divorce, property rights, 
contract. Negligence of death, property, damage, defamation. When you intentionally kill a fellow Israelite, God says, I have set aside ten cities. He called them ten cities of refuge. If you did not do it intentionally, run to those cities and nobody can kill you. So civil law was specifically, so to speak, for the Jewish nation, when God was the theocratic government or leader or president or a king, and when he left them and gave them king, these laws still apply to them. These laws are not for the entire world now because God is no longer for the Israelites alone. Pastor, what other body of laws are you talking about? Third one is called the civil, the ceremonial laws. I beg your pardon. The ceremonial laws. These are a set of laws. Number one, for the qualification of who become a priest in Israel. So as a pastor, there are qualifications I need to meet before I become a priest. For example, I should come from the Aaronic line. It was also for blood sacrifices. The ceremonial laws covered meat, drink offerings, special yearly holidays, and Sabbath days. Listen to me carefully. Sabbath days. There were yearly sacrifices, yearly Sabbath, festival Sabbath. If you want more about this Sabbath, you can find about seven or eight of them. Write this quotation down, Leviticus chapter 23. There are a lot of Sabbaths there. These laws covers the Jewish festivals, the Jewish feast, such as Passover, the Day of Atonement. You can find them in Exodus chapter 12, verse number 16, Leviticus 23, 6 to 8, Leviticus 23, 27, 32, etc. Blood offerings, meat offerings, yearly sacrifices, etc., etc. These body of laws have been done away with. It no longer holds. Pastor, how do you prove it? This is the body of law that Jesus, when he died, he nailed them to the cross. This is the only body of law that when Christ died Friday like this 3 p.m. When he said, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. He nailed the ceremonial laws to the cross. Pastor, you told us that you're going to use the Bible alone tonight and throughout your presentation. Prove it. Ephesians chapter number 2. The verses 14 and 15. Ephesians chapter number 2, the verses 14 and 15. For he, Jesus himself, is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. We as Gentiles, we were not God's people, but the day Christ died, Friday, he has done away with that wall of separation. We are now all of us, God's people, Jews and Gentiles, the middle wall of separation has been done away with. 
having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances so as to create in himself one new man from the two thus making peace and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross thereby putting to death the enmity pastor I am not convinced please prove it again that the ceremonial laws Christ has done away with them Colossians chapter number 2 the verses 13 and 14 Colossians chapter 2 verse 13 verse 14 says and you sitting listening and you watching on television and you watching on social media being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh you were not part of God's people the Jews but when he died he has made a life together with him having forgiven all our trespasses having wiped out the handwriting of requirement that was against us which was contrary to us and he has taken it out of the way having nailed it to the cross these ceremonial laws God commanded Moses to write God himself did not write them he told Moses write them and that is why the Bible says they are handwriting of requirement he has done away with them that is why these days when you sin, you don't bring me a goat or a sheep or a dove. For me as a pastor, to kill the dove or the sheep or the goat, send the blood to my church and plead for God to forgive you. All these were happening so that when Jesus comes and dies once and for all, all those things will be done away with. Because the Bible says in Hebrews chapter number 10, the verse 4, Hebrews 10, the verse 4, Bible says, The blood of animals can never ever forgive your sins, forgive my sins. There is only blood, one blood, and that blood is the king's blood that can atone for all of us our sin. Can I hear an amen there? Hebrews 10, verse 4. 4. It is impossible that the blood of bulls and goats that they used in those days to atone for their sins, so to speak. To take away the sins of men. It was impossible. So if you recall, when Christ hung on the tree, Friday afternoon, 3 p.m., as soon as he said, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. Bible says, the high priest was in the holy place performing his duty. Atoning for the sins of the people. Suddenly, when Jesus said that, the veil that separated the most holy place and the holy place turned into two, indicating that you don't need a pastor again to appear before God. You don't need any animal blood to sacrifice in order for God to forgive you. Because proper blood, the blood of the king has been shed for you. And that is why Hebrews says, Therefore, Come boldly before the Lord. When you sin against him, don't go and consult anybody. Anybody, Go to God. He is your father. Talk to him. He will forgive you. Pastor, read it to our hearing. Matthew chapter 27, 
verse number 50 to verse number 51. When Christ said, it is finished, this is what happened. What happened? God and Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to the bottom. And the earth quaked and the rocks were split, indicating I have done away with all those ceremonial laws. Meat offering, yearly Sabbath, yearly holy days, drink offering, whatever, whatever, whatever. I've done away with. Pastor, can you explain it further? I'm getting it. But can you explain it further? When God was leading the Jewish nation, when somebody sins, you bring a dove and then the high priest will take the blood and go and atone for you. Or you bring a goat. The entire year, the whole gang state, assuming you were the Israelites, you will present two goats. And then the high priest will confess the sins of the nation on one of them. And then they will slaughter that goat. He will take the blood and enter the most holy place. Those of you watching on television and those watching on social media, you can see on the screen two different kinds of places. The most holy place is where the angels are, is where the ark of God is, it's where the Ten Commandments has been placed in the ark. It is where the mercy seat is. But the holy place, you can see the priest atoning for the sins of somebody. So the whole year, they will present two goats, they will confess their sins on one, and then the one that they don't confess their sins on, they will give it to macho men. Let me say it like that. They will take that goat far away and leave that goat there. But the one they will kill, the high priest will go before God in the most holy place and make atonement for the sins of the people. Listen to this. When the high priest is going, they will tie a rope around his waist. Pastor Y. Because if the high priest himself has a sin that he has not confessed, if he goes before God in the most holy place, God will kill him. And nobody is supposed to enter there. So when the high priest enters and performs the function, and they wait for a while, and he's not coming, they begin to suspect, no, something has happened to the high priest. Then they begin to pull the rope, they tie it around his waist, because nobody is supposed to enter the most holy place. So the high priest himself was supposed to confess the sins. The people were supposed to do the same. But Bible says, the job of the high priest is over. Why? Because in Hebrews chapter 9, verse number 11 and 12, there is a powerful high priest. Now for us, he is a king and at the same time, a priest, pastor, read it. Hebrews chapter 9, verse number 11 to 12. But Christ, the king, Jesus, your Lord, came as a high priest. He has come to replace Aaron. He has come to replace Melchizedek. He is the most high priest of the good things to come. With a greater and more perfect tabernacle. Not made with hands. This tabernacle was made by Moses according to God's instruction. Bible says Jesus is officiating in heaven in a tabernacle not made with hands. It was made by God himself. That is 
not of this creation, not with the blood of goats, no, and calves, no, but with his own blood, because his blood is powerful. He entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption for everybody. The blood of Jesus now stands and atones for your sins. Every sin you have committed, every sin you have done, I am announcing you tonight, there is a high priest in heaven. His name is the King of Kings. His name is Priest Prince Emmanuel. His name is Jesus Christ. All that you need to do don't go and buy any animal. Confess to him. His blood alone will atone for you. Can I hear an amen down there? So the ceremonial laws has been done away with. And that is why when Paul was writing to the Colossian church. Paul has come to Osu. There is no church here. Osu is a, a Jewish and Gentile community. Paul has established a church. And then the Jews in the church started enforcing the ceremonial laws on the people who are not Jews. That as long as God lives, you must keep those ceremonial laws. Paul wrote to the Colossian church and told them, let no one judge you in food, judge you in drink, or regarding a festival. They are part of the ceremonial laws or a new moon. Or Sabbaths, plural. It is not singular. Sabbath, Leviticus 23. There are about nine or so Sabbaths there. Which are a shadow of things to come. It represented Christ who will come and offer himself once for all. But the substance is of Christ. If you have understood this far, can I hear an amen? Pastor, so what is the last law? It is called... The moral law. I call it the supreme law of the kingdom of heaven. This Bible, God spoke and instructed some holy men and they wrote it on a paper called Papyrus or Papyri. If you please, let me call it a paper so that you understand. Human beings filled with the Holy Spirit. God did not detect the words to them. He inspired them. They used their own language to write what God's thoughts were. In this book, it is holy to the Lord. But when it came to this body of law that I call the constitution of heaven, the supreme law. God did not allow Moses to write. God did not allow Isaiah to write. Aaron to write. Melchizedek to write. No. Because we have said that when a king speaks, it becomes the law of the kingdom. God spoke and God wrote them himself. Implication, he alone can change it. Implication, nobody can attempt to do away with even one of them. 
I just said, those 40 men, that God's spirit inspired them to write this book, Holy Bible. They wrote it on a paper. Let me say it like that so that you understand. Papyrus. When it rains, the rain can take the paper away. The wind and the storm can blow it away. But when it came to this supreme law of the kingdom, God decided to write it himself with his own finger, not on a paper, but on a rock. Do you understand that? Let the flood come and take the rocks anywhere. It will never be erased what has been written on it. It means this body of law called the moral law. It is immutable. It can be changed. Those of you who have gone to the United States before, those of you watching who live in the United States, I don't know whether it is still there, but the Supreme Court of the United States of America have this body of law behind them. When the justices said, Ten Commandments, written behind them God wrote them with his finger they are ten it describes his character and the character of the citizens he expects them in his kingdom pastor prove it from the bible that God wrote it with himself Deuteronomy please write it don't let any pastor, don't let any prophet that God has nailed the law on the cross. And therefore, we are not under law. We are under grace. And according to them, grace means you can do whatever you like. Because Jesus has died, shed his blood. And therefore, whatever you do, the blood will atone for you and you go to heaven. It's a lie. They don't understand the grace. Please, listen to me carefully. Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse number 9, verse number 10. Bible says, this is Moses speaking. When I, Moses, was called up by God, I went up into the mountain 40 days, 40 nights. Moses did not eat. Moses did not drink to receive the tablets of stone. The tablets of the covenant which the Lord made with you. Then I stayed on the mountain 40 days, 40 nights. I neither ate bread nor drank water. Then the Lord delivered to me two tablets of stone. Read it together with me if you can read. One to read. Written with the finger of Yahweh. And on them were all the words which the Lord has spoken. In other words, he spoke it first before he wrote them with his finger on those two tablets to you on the mountain from the midst of the fire in the day of the assembly. It can never be changed. He did not give it to the Jews alone, but anybody who wants to be part of his kingdom, it is his character, his will, his desire for all his citizens. It can be changed. I just show you when the high priest goes into the holy place or the most holy place, there was this ark. 
We call it the Ark of the Covenant. Within the Ark was the two tablets of stones, the Ten Commandments, the Decalogue, put, in, put inside. It was inside this Ark. All the writings of Moses was placed beside the Ark, not inside. Because it was so important to God. So God instructed the priests and all the Levites. The Ten Commandments should be inside the ark. It is timeless. This is Moses. God could have told Moses. Moses, I've asked you to write the civil war, uh, uh, the civil laws. I asked you to write the, the health laws, etc. Moses, take your pen and your paper. Write the Ten Commandments. No. God says, I am a king. And in my kingdom... I impact my will, my desire, morals, I expect, my values and my culture on my people. And these ten commandments explain exactly that. I will not allow anybody to speak it. I will not allow anybody to write it. I am writing it myself. And he wrote it. They are ten. You can't do away with one of them. They are a chain. Pastor, really? It's a chain. So I can't keep nine and do away with one? No. Pastor, are you sure? The Bible says so. Not a prove it from the Bible, Pastor. That I can't keep nine and do away with one. James was a brother of Jesus. Jesus had senior brothers, if you please. Before Mary gave birth to him. He was the only son of Mary, but Joseph had other sons. This is one of them, a brother of Jesus, writing James chapter 2, verse number 10, verse number 11, verse number 12. For anybody, I'm contextualizing, who wants to be a citizen of the kingdom of God, for whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all of them. In other words, if you don't steal, but you disrespect your parents, the same thing. It's a chain. You don't respect the king. For he who said, do not commit adultery, is on the tablet. Also said, do not murder, is on the tablet. James is saying, now, if somebody is listening to Pastor Melchizedek tonight, if you decide not to commit adultery, but you kill somebody with either your mouth or you take away the person's life, you assassinate somebody's character, you have become a transgressor of the law because it's a chain. You can't keep one and leave the other. So speak and so do. As those who will be judged, one of the name of the Ten Commandments is called the law of liberty. That is going to be the standard of judgment when the king appears. Pastor, me, me, my pastor has told me that we are under grace. This law, law thing, USDA people, what is this law, law thing you are scaring out about? Jesus nailed it to the cross when he died. I've explained. But assuming you just tune in on television, Assuming you just came here, 
I want to give by God's grace further explanation. Did Jesus nail the Ten Commandments that says, Don't worship idols. Don't have any other God before me. Don't misrepresent my name. On Saturday, not Sunday, it's the sacred day of the kingdom. Don't go anywhere. Come to church and worship me. Honor your mother and your father. Don't kill. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't slander somebody. Don't covet somebody's property. It's your pastor. It's your prophet. It's your cardinal telling you, Jesus nailed these to the cross. If your answer is yes, then let's close. Because tonight, I'll come to your house with armed robbers. We'll rob you. We'll kill you and your wife and your children. Ghana law cannot do us foco. No law in Ghana can arrest us. Because it is done away with, according to you and your pastor and your prophet. Let me ask you four questions. And answer for yourself. Whoever tells you that when Jesus died, instead of the ceremonial laws, he nailed on the cross the moral law, which are found in Ghana's constitution. If you are a man, go and kill somebody in Ghana, and they will take you to court, and they will show you the constitution and jail you because Ghana law of the Ten Commandments is found in our constitution. Are you saying that look at him, look, look at a king. We should have suffered like this. But he chose to let us sit so that he suffered for us on our behalf. Are you saying that he died to immortalize sin? He died so that everybody can continue to sin. Do you know what, take, what took him to the cross? It was sin. Bible says sin is the transgression of God's law. When God speaks and you say, I have gone to school. I am in Accra. My pot, so I will not obey God. That is what we call transgression. It was that that took Christ to Calvary. When he told Adam and Eve, not to eat the tree. And they transgress and eat the tree. He has to suffer for it. Are you telling me. Jesus died. So that sin will be immortalized. We can do whatever we please. No brother. It's not true. Perhaps your pastor doesn't know the Bible. Or he's deceiving you. Or you are telling me. That Jesus died. So that we can commit adultery. So that we can dishonor our parents. So that we can go to church and still join secret society. Having another God apart from him. So that you can have bangles. You can have amulet around your waist and your wrists. Are you saying that Jesus died for us to sin and still be saved? Mama. Is that what your pastor has said and you believe it? That he has nailed the law to the cross and therefore he died for us to continue to sin. Yet, he will still save us. It's not true. 
all you are saying. Pastor, I believe that Jesus died. And the day he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit, he legalized sin. Like homosexuality, he has legalized it. Everybody can do it. Is that what you are saying? Whenever your pastor tells you, leave those as your people. Since by God's grace we started this program, please bear me witness. Have I said anything without backing it with this book? But your pastor will tell you without giving you biblical reference. Are you saying he died and legalized all kinds of sin? Then let Ghana legalize homosexuality. Let Ghana allow anybody to do whatever the person like. Because Jesus has died and has legalized everything. We can do whatever we like. When he comes, everybody will be saved. Is that it? No. It was sin that took him to the cross. Whoever tells you that Jesus died and has nailed the Lord to the cross... We are not supposed to obey anything. Tell that person, I want to be a lawyer for Lucifer, the devil. I will defend Lucifer. I will defend the devil. I will tell God on behalf of Lucifer that God was not fair to the devil. Why? Because Lucifer rebelled against God. And God cast him and one third of the angels from heaven. So why should he die and nail the Lord to the cross? And allow people to do whatever they like. And still come and take them to heaven. He has not been fair to the devil. I will represent Lucifer in court. When the devil sinned. He left heaven. What makes you think. That when you continue. To worship other gods. When you continue. To snatch somebody's wife and husband. When you continue to respect your parents. When you decide not to obey the king, you will be taken to heaven. Why? Because Jesus died and has legalized sin. For us, he sent the devil away. What makes you think like that? Then at the same time, it is not necessary to go to church. If Christ died or his death means that sin has been legalized, nobody should go to church. Let us close. Osu, you know how Osu John. By now, nightclubs have opened. Let us all enter and enjoy ourselves. Let us go and take the drinks, the hard liquor. Let's booze. Let's have fun. You know. Because Christ has died, has done away with the law. Anybody can do whatever he or she likes. Jesus will still send a person to heaven. There's no need to go to church. There's no need for pastors to preach. Let's even stop burning the Bible because it's irrelevant. Hmm. 1 John chapter 5 verse 3 says anyone who loves the king you should do this. Pastor what? 1 John 5 verse 3 for this is the love of God. Let me contextualize it. For this is the evidence that you and I will love Jesus. He is our king. What is the evidence? That 
we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. Amen. Before I end tonight, let me explain this grace and mercy thing and let's close. Mercy is when God spares us from the punishment that we deserve as a result of our bad deeds. Listen to me carefully. Mercy is when God Instead of punishing you for stealing the company's money, Jesus decided not to punish you, not to allow it, so to speak, to come out, so that your boss will sack you. Mercy, he has shown you mercy. And then he brings you to a program like this, and the pastor tells you, stop what you are doing. Mercy. Adam and Eve. The fruit they were told not to eat. According to God's law and instruction. They were supposed to be in hellfire forever. But God showed them mercy. By allowing his son. To suffer for them. And allow them to go scot free. Implication. Whenever we sin. We are supposed to receive the wrath or the punishment of God. But mercy says according to one songwriter. No, let me take his or her place. Let him go free. So Jesus demonstrated mercy on Calvary tree. He spared us and suffered for us. Grace. Listen to me carefully, please. Grace is when God gives us what we don't deserve, what we cannot do, he empowers us to do. I'm repeating. Grace is when God gives us what we don't deserve. Number one. Grace is when God realizes that this you can't do. But through his Holy Spirit, he gives you power to be able to do. None of us, without the aid of the Holy Spirit, can obey God's law. None. And that is why when Jesus was living, he said... I am not leaving you as orphans. I will send the spirit. He will come. And when the spirit of truth come. He will be in you. And he will be with you. Being in you means. He is going to give you, to give you power. He is going to give you energy to obey God. That is what it means. Grace does not mean. A license to sin. There is a song. I've been warned that my voice is no good, so I should not be singing. He paid a debt that he did not owe. Jesus paid the debt that he didn't owe. I owe the debt. He took it and paid it. That is mercy. That is grace combined. It doesn't mean that go on and do whatever you please. So listen to Paul. 1 Corinthians chapter number 6 the verses 9 to 11 these people whose name I'm going to mention they will never be in the kingdom of God because they are disobedient at the same time tonight if there is somebody here like that 
and you give yourself to the king and tell the king to atone for your sins with his blood, you will be in the kingdom like the thief on the cross. God forbid, should you die tonight? Say amen out there. Paul says, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God, not the country of God? Don't be deceived. Cheap grace preachers, stop it. Don't be deceived. Church member, stop it. Don't be deceived. Paul is going to mention their name. Fornicators. You can't go to church and do this. Idolaters. You can't go to church and at the same time, you have another God you visit. You have a malam, you go for protection. You visit Antoine Sonyama, Akonodi. All these so-called gods for protection. You can't do that. And at the same time, be in heaven. You can't. No adulterers. People who are sleeping with people's wives and husbands. No homosexuals. Mm. No sodomites. No thieves. No covetous. No acquiring software drunkards. No rivalists. Those who are interested in party. Let's chill. Worldly people. No extortionists. Lord, hold my lips and let no statement come. I will not have a problem with extortionists. Will inherit the kingdom of God. When you continue, he says, and such were some of you. But you were washed. <laughs> you were sanctified. And you were justified in the name of Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, disobedience will never arise again the second time in heaven. Tell the prophet, tell the pastor who is teaching cheap grace. It won't. I just read to you. If you change tonight, he will save you. But if you don't, forget it. Revelation chapter 21, the verse number 27. But in the capital city, the new Jerusalem, the capital of the kingdom of heaven, there shall by no means enter into that capital anything that defies or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Let me conclude. Revelation 22, 14 and 15. Blessed are those who do his commandment. Did you hear that? Blessed, not cursed, are those who obey the king that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gate into the city. But outside the new Jerusalem, in other words, in hellfire, those who have this attitude, you shall be burned there if you don't give yourself to Christ today. Those who have the attitude of dogs, those who are abeyufor, sorcerers, those who are sexual immoral, you watch pornography, you masturbate, you are LGBTQI plus K, whatever, murderers, idolaters, and whoever loves and practices lies. Hell for you unless you change tonight. I'm not saying it. This is Bible. Revelation 14 verse 12. Therefore here are those who shall enter the kingdom of God. They are loyal citizens. They obey the king. They respect the king. They are those who keep the commandments of God. And they have the faith of Jesus. So Solomon 
the wisest man ever lived ends tonight's message by saying Ecclesiastes chapter number 12 verse number 13 verse number 14 let us hear the conclusion of all that has been said for the past three days fear God keep his commandment for this is the duty of every human being on earth for God will bring every work into judgment including every secret thing whether good or bad he will reveal it but tonight if you tell him Lord I am one of them forgive me he is ready right now tonight he will forgive you there are pastors and prophets who says Jesus has done away with the law Matthew 5 17 to 18 don't think that I came to destroy the law or the prophet I did not come to destroy but to fulfill for surely I say to you till heaven and earth pass away one jot or one tittle will by no means pass away from the law till all is fulfilled ladies and gentlemen Jesus says the only way to prove your love for him as a king is to keep his commandment John 14 verse number 15 if you love me as your king obey me keep my commandment obey the Bible here they are those who are going to go with the king you can't see me well and you can't see my wife if, if you can see we have we are far there and with the children we are from there yeah but whether you are at the back or at the front we are all entering the city is there anybody here tonight I want to pray with you I want to say pastor I am at fault should Jesus appear tonight mm -mm. based on what you have just said I am dead pastor I want you to pray with me come don't, don't, don't be shy of anybody don't be shy of anybody it's you and your God it's you and your service come and let's pray pastor I am guilty of some of the things you mentioned I want the proper blood tonight to wash me to cleanse me to sanctify me to forgive my sins so I am coming for you to pray with me rise up let us all rise up let us all rise up but those individuals who are saying pastor I need washing by the blood I need cleansing by Jesus I need his forgiveness pastor here am I ask him to forgive me as a priest please come and let us pray come in reverence come as someone you are sorry for what you have done that took him to Calvary those of you who destroy people's character you slander people if you are watching online or on TV stand up I am begging you in the name of Jesus and let this prayer affect you Jesus is calling please come forward a bit come come forward the master is here he's here pastor I want him to wash me I want him to forgive me pastor I want to start all over again 
I have sinned against my king. I am so sorry. Will you forgive me? Yes, he will forgive. Please come. Come. There are some of you who are still standing. I'm waiting. Please come. The Holy Spirit is ministering. That some people are shy. Please come. Tonight can be your last night. I don't know. I pray against it. But it is possible. Come. Come for atonement. Come for pardon. Come for forgiveness. Come the king is here. And angels are walking among us. Who else is coming? Thank you my sister. We're waiting for five more people. Please come and let's pray. The fourth person. Who is the fourth person? My brother, thank you. The spirit is speaking to a third person now. Stop moving. Third person. My brother, thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Fourth person is here. Who is the last one? Come, 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 come. Come, young man. Jesus is proud of you. Sing the song, those who can sing. Raise your voice. How can it be that an innocent man, innocent king, innocent God should die for a guilty? How can this be possible? That is mercy. That is grace. He's here. Tell him something. Open your mouth. He's here. Yes, Jesus is here. He spread his wings all over around us. Speak to him. Confess to him. Him alone. That he should confess your sins. Speak to him. The Lord, I've come for atonement. I've come for cleansing. I've come for forgiveness. I've come for grace power to overcome and to be a loyal citizen. Pastor Ivo here. Seven of the Lord, please climb up. Come and join me and pray for God's people. And ask the Lord to seal them, to forgive them, to cleanse them. To register those whose names are not in his book now. As he appear tonight and those online, may he have mercy and save all of them. Let's bring our prayer to a close as a servant of the Lord leads us in prayer. Eternal Father, your words have gone out. We shall not return unto you void because that is how it is ordained. Thank you that the Holy Spirit was here and has touched this many people and they have come forward. Glory be to your name. Praise be to your name. Thank you for the courage they had to come forward. Thank you that the word has reached to their hearts. Father, 